Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. We are Zach and Warren uh, coming to you every Sunday morning, 10 to noon. And uh, it's been, what, two weeks now since we last had a new show? Somebody had a couple of vacations left in the tank. So Zach Miller back, man. Glad to have you here. It's good to be in the studio on a Sunday. And actually, we have a lot of, uh, this is a complete opposite of where we were a year ago. We have a lot of beer talk coming up. Uh, including, but not limited to, we have uh, loads to talk about as far as Double Tie Day goes with bare hands up in Granger. Yeah, and also your Beer Shirt Thursday from this past week, so yeah, you know, if you the, missed out on that. The lineup was released for this year's uh, Bourbon County Barrel-Aged Stouts. I love a good beer. You I mean, were off you know. the last couple of weeks, and you went uh, up north, and you went beer drinking. Dude, yeah. Um, well, it was our, our annual trip up with the in-laws. My wife's been going there for like the last 30 plus years because that's just where they go up around Petoskey area. And so this year had our annual trip and I went and picked up beer before the trip too because I, I didn't know what places were going to be like up there, when places were open. Found out that one of my favorite breweries, Beards, isn't even open Monday through Wednesday. They're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and so we couldn't go out and actually like have a beer and enjoy it. We had to just do the grab-and-go thing from certain liquor stores, which brought back Citranity. Really yeah, fun. you brought me back a, a haul of beers that I've worked my way through the last couple of days, so thank you for that. Yeah. And it is fun. I mean, being in Indiana, even going to like Ohio or Michigan, you get a little bit into the state. You just It's funny, because I was in Kalamazoo uh, in Detroit the last couple of weeks. And looking around and seeing what's just randomly available at bottle shops and even regular old liquor stores in the area, it's fun because it's an entirely different selection. Well, what's your craziest find from a Detroit and Kalamazoo area? Uh, I think the most low-class beer I had was we were on uh, Seven Mile uh, in Detroit. We stopped at a place to get some chicken and or ribs, and they were selling – they had two kinds of beverages. You can get a a soda bottle to go, Uh or you can get a 24-ounce, and they had like 10 different kinds of beer each one more intimidating than the last one. So we got to walk around Detroit with open 24-ounce cans of Miller Genuine Draft. That is awesome. So that, is it open container there? Uh, no, no, oh. but you're far enough in Detroit where that's you know kind of the least of anyone's concerns that are going on. Oh. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so I, it, was, it was fun to have a big, tall gold can just walk around and say, do 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 Reminds you of tailgate season. Yeah, it hey, does. He's going to walk over to the game and have a, a cold beverage. Well, it does. For me, up in uh, Petoskey area, I went to this liquor store, and I was going through the shelves and looking there, and down near the bottom, I found some transient. And I thought, they, they sent it all the way up here from Bridgman, four hours north, up to Petoskey area, and it was good. It was science juice. And I... I'm sorry. I meant to bring some back, but then I no, left no, it in my in-laws' fridge. I don't think you have to bring beer back from places if it's beer that I could just, you know, get my fat butt in my van and go pick up for <laughs> 45 minutes away. Yeah, for about an uh, you know, hour, hour and 25 minute round trip. But uh, yeah, transient is always a home run. Well, I'm really disappointed because I know that it's going to sit in my father and, and mother-in-law's fridge for a good long time. You left it there to die. <sighs> it is. It's gone off to a bigger and worst place <laughs> it, uh, it was funny when i was traveling on the east side of the state because that's where old nation is located how much fresher the old nation on the shelves is over on that part of the state because i checked three or four oh. different places versus the stuff we get like that stuff is canned on a shelf within a week over there you think wow that's uh that's a, it's a pretty good they give us all the the old stuff 
And then on my sale. Well, then on my way back, uh, I was in Richland. There's a great bottle shop in uh, Richland, Michigan, called Serafino's, and they had uh, some of the guava boss tweed. Ooh, yeah, but it wasn't this. It wasn't. Like, it hasn't been made recently, so it was like on. It was on there from like February or, or October, or whatever it was made. And I thought, okay, all right. Well, not everybody's so hip to the freshy, freshy. We've been hooked up with that one, right? Yeah, the Guava yeah, Boss yeah, tweet. A, we had it on a previous show. Yeah, it was available here. Uh, geez, I want to say four, five, six months ago ish. Oh, and then you, you're thinking, oh, they made it again because it was so wildly popular. Yeah, no. one of my favorite things to buy up in Michigan that was uh, right now is Smooge. Oh. That smoothie-based hard seltzer we've had. I, yeah. I think they have it up at the Brass Eye in, in Niles. Is that where you're getting it from? Or it was just it was available all over the place, like oh. in Kalamazoo. You just oh, get it anywhere. Is. But it is really expensive at like $7, a Red Bull-sized can. Oh, man. But it's delicious. Not the kind of thing you could sit back and, and have seven or eight of just because, you know, finances. But also, they're extremely high calorie. I think we figured out they're about 300 calories. Oh, yeah. It's which, not your typical 100-calorie no. seltzer. No, no, no. It, it's not for your water. typical seltzer consumer. And uh, and also, on the seltzer note, we were tipped off. There's going to be a hard Mountain Dew seltzer coming our way. Dude, that looks awesome. Now we won't have to combine the whiskey and Mountain Dew. It's just like it. it's already there for us. I'm, I'm now reminded of a beer that my brother brewed. It's a seltzer that I should have brought back for you. So here are now two mis- misconnections for beers. I like the segment. The segment of the show should be beers that we're all missing out on. <gasps> Zach's like, you could have had this, you could have had this. My brother, and I, I'm trying to think of the name right now, but it's so close to the Orange Julius that you used to have back in the mall. So it was like orange and vanilla, and it tasted like a, kind of a dreamsicle, but it was a seltzer that he made. And he still makes it at his brewery. Hmm. Um, I want to say it's like called Dreams or Dream Vibes or something like that. Sounds tasty. Wish somebody would have brought me some. I know. That's and cool. Instead, I just had to bring you that coconut stout. When I look at a map, too, there are so many different brewers from kind of the region. We've hit all the, the local close to us guys, even our, our neighbors here at Evil Check. But we have not gone um, further than, I think, what, a one-hour radius? Or? Um, I have learned, too, reaching out to brewers. And, uh, and outside of the immediate listening area of the Bear, like, I've reached out to Seeds, I know. And uh, we're going to reach out to Transient. That was a great idea earlier in the show. Yeah. But, um Man, trying to get a hold of some people via Facebook is not as easy as it is. And some people, it's super easy. Other people are like, hey, man, sorry. So so if you're a brewer or a friend of a brewer, tell them to answer their uh, messages that they're getting. Yeah, if you listen to this show and you're like, I know a guy who owns a brewery that's a little bit outside the city, uh, tell them to look at their Facebook inbox. Yeah, we want them to come back on. Um, and, or, or if they haven't been on the show before, we want them to join us for the very first time and try their beers. And one of our favorite guests, part of the uh, the brewer series, was the Bear Hands up in Granger. And we are just about, uh, well, we're less than a week away from Double Tie Day up yeah. in Granger at Bear Hands on Princess Parkway. Man, I was thinking about that. It was two years ago that we were at Double Tie Day where we tried the wings. Do you remember the wing challenge from Chef Sean? Yeah, Sean <laughs> Kelly over at the uh, formerly a Temper Grill. Those were the. It was fun because those wings were so hot and the the pain was so brutal, but also they were so flavorful. Oh yeah. So you could be mad, but you really weren't that mad because they were they weren't they weren't hot for the sake of being just ridiculously hot. They were also hot and flavorful, but. Uh, you only need to try that once. I'm like, this isn't the Hot Ones challenge. Like, No. Again. <laughs> We're not going to have that type of like interview or show. But uh, we did have a lot of good beers that day. Uh, and we got uh, pretty much all the different variants. And now those have been released as well. So if you haven't gotten the variants yet, um, or at least order your tickets, go to DoubleTieDay.com. That's where you can purchase the tickets. They've got several different levels and tiers of uh, tickets available. But I, I highly suggest making sure that you get every single variant because... It's worth it. It 
I, I I'm looking at the Thai milkshake. That one was absolutely a game changer. When Chris came out with that a couple of years ago, that was just amazing. Yeah, and Zach said you can get the tickets at DoubleTieDay.com, and they have tickets available for every budget. Right now, you can get the designated driver tickets. 15 oh, bucks will get you that's in. necessary. General admission, 20 bucks. Uh, the VIP, which includes one four-pack of the Double Tie, one mixer four-pack of variants, and the limited edition event glass for 80 uh, $100 yeah. will get you the double. Uh, it'll get you one four pack of the double tie plus two mixer four packs of variants and the glass. And then, of course, I think the one we all want the VIP three, two four pack double tie, one four pack of each variant and the uh, the event glass. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man, and worth it every year. You forget double tie is one of those beers that you get. You consume so quickly that a lot of time has gone by since you've had it. So when you have it again, you think the same thing. You're like, yeah, I forgot how good this was. I wish it was released more than just once a year. And you don't want to miss. One thing that I think Bearheads has done really great on in the past like several years is put now the double tie in cans. Bottles, to me, were a little bit harder to share because they'd be the 22-ounce bombers. And to drink one of those solo, you're looking at, oh, well, good night and good luck for the rest of the weekend. But with these, it's like you can open up a can and enjoy a 16-ouncer and be like, okay, now I'll go mow the lawn. Or uh, or maybe you could split one with a buddy and, and just have, make it an easy night of it and share a whole four-pack together of variants. But. Yeah, and if you've ever been to Dark Lord Day, one of the uh, most fun things to see happen but not to have happen to you is to have one of those bottles slip out and break. So that's a uh, something you don't really have to worry about when you've, you've got cans. So I'm all about it, man. The more of these special release cans, the better. Less to have, less to hold, less to worry about breaking. Yeah. Less mm. less uh, worry about sunlight or exposure. Easy easy to crush, too, when you're done with it or put up on your shelf when uh, it's a really good one and you want to – like I'm doing it in my garage where if it's a really good beer, I'll start sticking it on the shelf and I just have, I'll, I'm going to go all the way around the perimeter of the garage with beer cans until my wife makes me clean them up, of course, and <laughs> throw them away. She's like, okay, isn't it time to recycle or what? But, yeah. Uh, one of these days we'll have a, we'll have a little breakdown on the show about what, <laughs> what's the etiquette because I was informed when my the then girlfriend moved in with me that, that, Hanging on to cans and bottles and having a stash above the kitchen or wherever is not something we do anymore. <laughs> but but also, to her credit, once you stop doing that, and I got rid of all those old bottles and uh, I, I finally pitched them all, I thought, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm... I'm old enough now that I can get these things. And I'm a 30-something-year-old man. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. probably come back and get these. I remember college showing oh. up like, yeah, we had a half gallon of Jack Daniels one time. <laughs> There's the proof. It's like the lowest rent, like animal pelt in the world, like you know the, the stuffed mount. You're like, there it is. You know those kegs that Oberon has that they put out every oh, year? Yeah, yeah. I they- got one this year. Hey. But I lost it oh. up north, and my in-laws actually saved it. They they found it somewhere around their house when we had stayed up there one weekend. They weren't a part of it. My mother-in-law was like, would you take that home? And I meant to take it home, but I'm one of the worst people because I'll go someplace, and I'll leave all my stuff there. And then, I, and then the next time, I know it's probably going to be around Christmas that we get back up there, and she's going to be like, do you want to take home that 2021 spring Oberon keg yet? Like, yeah. What are you going to do with it? I don't know yet. But I think it's so cool. I want to collect I'm going to do a craft. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut it open and then make tin tackers out of it. Can I do that if I flatten it out? And then I could make certain tin tackers that would go all the way across the wall of my garage? The only problem with that, Zach, is how do you think a half a keg, like those little mini half keg uh, little barrels, how do you think they become flat? Uh, you, you smash them? But then, what's le- them but then what's left? Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, it, you're going to knock off all the paint, all the, uh, all the oh. work. 
That, well, that's true. I didn't think about that. Here's my old beat-up mini keg. <laughs> Plus, I mean, Bell sells Oberon tin tackers for about 15 or 18 bucks. So <laughs> I should I, just buy one. That might be the classier move. Than, <laughs> I made my own tin tacker. I beat this thing with a ball-peen hammer until it was flat. <laughs> if we ever get a promotions budget again, I want a music to my beers tin tacker. Yeah. yeah that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been hanging for like a crooked U tin tacker. It would be great, but... Uh, mm-hmm. As far as merch goes, that's the most expensive thing, I think, for a brewery to get involved in. <laughs> like, you notice, like, not a lot of breweries have them, like, smaller no. ones, because they're super expensive. Okay. Well. And I think I was at the Greenbush uh, location at Martin's about three or four weeks ago, and they had tackers, but they were, like, over 30 bucks, and I thought, I, not today. I'm going to wait for a payday. <laughs> Haven't had enough Party Wolf yet to think this is a good idea, so I'm going to hold up. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go to DoubleTieDay.com, get all the information. I know Zach and I are going to be out there. I don't know what capacity. Uh, so approach cautiously if it's yeah. later in the day. Oh, man. Uh, just go and drop me off, and I'll be there all night long. Delicious. We'll talk yeah. more. We have to also have to talk big news this week. All the bourbon counties are going to be released, or they were announced earlier this week. So we'll run down those and, and see what ones we're all in on. What, there's one of them that sounds a bit, it's either going to be great or it's going to suck. And we have a segment we like to call the B-Movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. Where we take beers and movies and we put them all in a rating system from, like, one beer being the very best movie that you've seen and 12 beers being an absolute drain pour. And we just got past the Friday the 13th, so we thought, what better way to recognize uh, one of the greatest horror franchises of all time? So we're going to go all the way back to the very first Friday the 13th. And I, I, I always get these confused because I think Friday the 13th kind of blends into Freddy Krueger, A Nightmare on Elm Street, but then it also blends into Halloween. And so I'm like, wait, which one was it? Was it Michael Myers? Was it Freddy? Was it Jason? If, if you're a kid in the 80s and 90s, like these were all you watched, like... All the, all the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all the Friday the 13th. When I was a kid, I saw these out of order. And so I had seen like Friday the 13th, 4, 5, Friday the 13th, 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> and out of all the horror movies, Jason's my favorite. Out of all the horror movie villains, Jason's my favorite. I think he's the ultimate. Oh, see, I'm a Michael Myers guy. We could talk more, maybe more about that come Halloween and all of our favorite horror guys. But. Yeah, I thought Kane Hodder as uh, <laughs> as Jason Voorhees was top, top, top. But I was far enough into it when I because I, I was born in 1980 and I spent you know my early teen years watching horror movies with my friends. So by the time I was enough into the Friday the 13th to understand the story and what was happening and appreciate the movies. Going back and renting the very first one and realizing the story teed up and Jason wasn't barely even involved in the first one. He was just a little boy that died in the lake, right? It was his yeah, and his mom was doing mom? all the killing. Oh, so yeah. it was like the opposite so of at Norman the, Bates. At the time, I thought it was the lamest of the Friday the 13th. I'm like, there's hardly any Jason. Oh. You know, he's not even the killer at the end. But then it also makes you understand why the NES game, uh, Friday the 13th, J- running into Jason's mom was such a big deal. You're like, well, psh, once you get mom's head, there it's it. There I'm it is. gone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give this one, uh, I'm going to give it one six pack of two hearted because many years later after college and in my late 20s, I went back and watched the franchise from start to back. And you get a you get a, one a brand new appreciation of the franchise when you start it from the from the one all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And how by the time eight came along and then there was freddy versus jason i think the most outlandish one was jason x uh when jason was in space oh my gosh that was unnecessary 
It was like but, Event Horizon meets like yeah, but Friday I mean, you could really argue that most of those movies were unnecessary. But mm-hmm. uh, the first one's great, and it tees up the franchise. I think it's one of the one of the better OG horror origin stories. So I'm gonna give it one six pack of Two Hearted, my favorite beer, my favorite horror franchise. You can't beat it. Plus, it's like the most low-budget Halloween costume. It really is. It's a hockey mask, right? And a yeah. machete? Well, yeah. And, and you can spend a lot of money and get a really high-budget replica mask. Or you can do like my parents did. They're like, here's $10. Go to Meyer. They're going to have something that looks sort of similar. You know, wear your uh, your Carhartt coveralls. Bing, bang, bomb. There's your Halloween costume. Your parents are the smart ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we ain't got money for a Jason mask. Here's $10. Yeah, go buy yourself something at Party City. <laughs> I think me and my buddies, like one of the Halloweens that I was in middle school, we were all Jasons. We were just going to be a bunch of Jasons with the ho- uh, the hockey mask on and everything. That's that's a good time. I am going to go with also one, but I'm going to go with one because I, I don't know. I it it like you said, you know, with Jason not being in it in a whole lot, there, he's not involved a whole lot. Um, I'm going to go with a beer that kind of did us wrong, and it was that arrogant bastard meets Jägermeister. One bottle of that to watch this movie. I don't think it did us wrong. I think it's just wrong. Oh, I watched a hype video recently of that because I, I, I brought it up and uh, to a buddy. And, and I'm like, you have to try this. If you ever try it again. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh. They were hyping it up to be a lot better than it was. And th- if this tells you anything, you actually took the beer. You drank it with a buddy, right? You capped it. And then you brought it back into me. And you're like, you got to try this. It's like it smells so bad. You, you it was like, and I know it's Sunday morning, but it was like a fart. You're like, this is terrible. Somebody smell this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was so unbelievably bad. Oh. So you think it's going to be different a second time around? Uh, yeah. I, I you, just want to try it again. You knew it was a bad idea when, when Arrogant Bastard did a Jägermeister collaboration because black licorice, which is the, the heart and soul flavor Oof. of Jägermeister, is off-putting to almost everybody. Except for like maybe 10% of the population are like, yeah, I like the black jelly beans the best. But you also know it's a bad adjunct flavor when nobody else uses it. You never get a black licorice, you know, bourbon barrel aged stout. Never get a Malort barrel aged stout. I think think Three Floyds did a a Malort Dark Lord variant one year. How was that? Does anybody confirm? I've never had it. I don't know anybody who has. Does it taste like bile and... yeah, black. It's just a bad flavor. But there's your B-movie for the week, the Friday the 13th. Wait, go way, 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 way back. We're pretty much everywhere you want to be. Is that Visa slogan? Or I don't think Visa says Visa. We're pretty much everywhere you want to be. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> We're kind of there, sort of. <laughs> we'll be there Visa. if you are. <laughs> pretty much like everywhere, bro. <laughs> well, that's what we are. We're at uh, Music to My Beers on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um also podcasted every Monday around noon. You can find us there. Um, sorry again. I I do need to. I owe the guys at Evil Check an apology because we had recorded that show a good long month and then somehow it disappeared and it was never posted. So I apologize for that. And thank you for getting that online recently. So if you missed the Evil Check broadcast, it's yeah. up. Yeah, you can check that out. Search it out on our podcast. Yeah, all of our podcasts, all three hundred and some episodes of our six years going here on this show and. Find it there. Yeah, follow follow Music to My Beers on Instagram and check out our sick beer merch swag game. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll talk more about this next hour, but Bourbon County released, or Goose Island released a list of the Bourbon County variants this year. And you know what? Music to My Beers had it retweeted within 20 minutes of its release. So uh, we're not the best at beer news, but sometimes we are a little bit. Uh, You're good at that, man. You control the Twitters. 
I'm, I'm starting to think that I ban it. I, I don't think I can manage another social media account, so this is probably going to be all of it for me. But also follow us individually on Untapped. Zach is at Dad Beers. I am at Man Bear Cluck. And we'd love to see what you're drinking and, uh, and also join our Facebook group. Yeah, the Facebook group is really sweet. And I know Jared from Virginia has been posting like every single day this month because it's, um, it's a national something or other with beer. Virginia Beer Month. Virginia Beer Month. That's what it is. Yeah, so he's been posting up a different beer every single day, so you can check that out. We should really contact him in some way, shape, or form and see if we can get some of that Virginia beer over this way. And, nice. and craft beer is super fun because it's very much a regional thing. The things we are accustomed to drinking on the reg here are not the things that people in Virginia even get and vice versa. So it's really fun to see what is, what's out there. So maybe if you plan a trip, you're like, you know, I saw a beer that looked pretty good. Let's mm-hmm. make it a point to find that when we go visit there. I know I'm going to Cleveland in about a month and a half in L.A. a little bit after that. So I've already got Ooh, you know, vacation days. I've got beer, some beer things working. So, But I'm already plotting my trip and I'm using Untapped. I'm using the Facebook group and, uh, and other Internet sources to find out when I get somewhere what I need to keep an eye open for. Or if, yeah. I, or if you go somewhere... Maybe you go out of state and you're looking at something special on a shelf, but you don't know it's special or that it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now you get a heads up. So, uh, well, and also like you did out in Portland too, where you're like, oh, I know that Great Notion is the hot stuff, so I'm going to stay three blocks away and walk down to Great Notion. It was great. Oh, I'm jealous, man. I miss vacation. I know. Well, we'll have some more coming up here. Yeah, we're about to pour a vacation in a glass here. The next segment we're going to get into with a uh, split one here, Music to My Beard. Want to crack a lacket? Yes. We are into the second hour. It's time to get on with the drinking. And this one is a, uh, a nifty gifty we got from our buddy Brandon Townsley up at Niles Brewing Company. There it is. Yeah. All right. And this is called Mind Sculptor. It is 6.3%. And uh, it says right here, for my favorite radio pals. Oh. He even signed it. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Ooh, looks pretty good. That's yeah, a nice now, color, too. Now, the fun thing is, I don't know exactly what it is because it doesn't say on the can... We're gonna uh, decipher here, or we're gonna look style. it up on Untapped right now. No, let's let's see if we can taste it first, okay. and then we'll then then we'll find out on Untapped if we're anywhere close. Um, he had that one really good beer that tasted similar to Great Notions. Um, it's got a body like some really, um, really, you know, when you go to the the like a cider mill or an orchard in the fall, you yeah, get that real cloudy apple cider. Oh yeah, it's kind of got the consistency of that, but it's a little on the orange side. I'm almost tasting some grapefruit there. Mm. I'm getting grapefruit. I'm getting tangerine. It is a little bit sour. Has a, a tinge of that grapefruitiness sour, but it's also nice and sweet, balanced out with orange. Are you getting any vanilla? A tiny bit on mm. the end. Some sweetness, maybe some lactose. Mild sculptor. No, mind mine, sculptor. Mind sculptor. I can't read. I can't wait for Zach to look that up. They're like, actually, it's none of those things. <laughs> you guys who host a beer show have no idea what you're talking about. Hey, well, I'm going to be the first to admit, too, that we are just fans. We are not experts by any means when it comes to trying beers. Um, let's see. Mine's All right. Here we go. It's an IPA milkshake. Oh. All right. We'll take it. And I'm looking down some of the reviews. People are also saying, yeah, I'm getting a lot of, uh, I'm getting some grapefruit. I see some vanilla notes have been listed. Mm-hmm. Strawberry, tangerine, hoppy, vanilla. It's a milkshake IPA brewed with Sabro, Amarillo, Mosaic hops, tangerine, strawberry puree with vanilla mm. extract and lactose. The collab they did with the Studebaker Brewing Company. That makes so much sense now because that grapefruity tartness is what you also get from strawberries that are semi-tart yeah and a couple weeks ago we had ryan withhorn from the studebaker brewing company on he brought us this he goes hey this is uh from brandon up at niles and uh this is a little something we worked on together so both those guys coming together for a a great beer Mm. 
It's delicious. And as long as we're sipping on this and speaking of great beers, let's start talking about this year's Bourbon County uh, release from Goose Island. And if you want to follow along, you can go check it out on our Twitter because we've retweeted it there at MTM Beers. Obviously, the first one, the the lineup has changed a little bit this year. There has been a little bit of complaining online already, even though the beers haven't been released. But the oh, no. uh, the first one that's returning to the lineup, obviously, is the regular good old one that started it all, the Bourbon County brand stout. Oh, the one that we read the book about. Yep, it's fourteen <laughs> percent, and uh, it's been aged eight to fourteen months in barrels uh, from distilleries like Heaven Hill, Wild Turkey, and Buffalo Trace. Oh, okay. This year's batch, we can expect chocolate, vanilla, oak, whiskey, some molasses, followed by caramel, some berry fruit, and almond. Ooh, Bourbon Ooh. County Cherry Wood Stout. They said uh, Goose Island says they've never done this one before. It's fourteen point three percent, and it's fully matured Bourbon County Stout that's been finished on toasted honeycomb shaped cherry wood chips. Oh, you know what? I wonder if the honeycomb adds a little bit to it because it's got holes in there where the beer can kind of go through and sift, or maybe it kind of floats. I I know nothing about brewing beer, but I'm just speculating here as to why it'd be honeycomb shaped. The Bourbon County Reserve One Fifty Stout. This is clocking Ooh. in at fifteen point six percent. It's uh, it's aged for one year in Old Forester one hundred fiftieth anniversary bourbon barrels that have been hand picked. Dude, did you see the price for that bourbon? The bottles of the bourbon, what it's going for? Do we have the same list at chicagotripping.com? dot com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. five hundred dollars. That's that's a lot. Oh! There are days when I wonder if I have enough money to really get some some of the super sought after, you know, bourbon barrel aged stouts, and then someone will drop in and remind me how much some of these bourbons actually cost, and I think there's no way I can I can compete in that class. There's like the the bourbon of the month club too, where you get can get five different like flavors from five different like distilleries and whatnot, and then you can get kind of decipher what you like, what you enjoy. But my biggest fear with that is like, what if I'm I'm like this is my bourbon, then come to find out it's like three hundred dollars a bottle. I'm like, well, okay, might have to save up rasp for for Christmas or something. There are a lot. I think uprocks.com has a, a great list that's been out. It, every couple of months they'll release their best bourbons under, and they do a certain price point. I think last month it was their best bourbons under. 40 bucks oh so yeah so you can can get into an everyday drinker relatively cheap uh the next up is the double excuse me the bourbon county double barrel toasted barrel stout Ooh, 16 percent abv (sighs) aged one year in elijah craig small batch bourbon barrels then aged one more year in elijah craig toasted barrel uh, barrels bourbon barrel damn it (laughs) <laughs> bourbon barrel bourbon liberal herbal oh man i do love elijah craig though that's one of my favorite bourbons or one that i can afford kind we're, of we're gonna get warm spice of vanilla we're gonna get uh, chocolate caramel vanilla and some uh, marshmallow and supposedly a really pronounced oak finish mm. bourbon yeah. county reserve blanton's stout coming in at 15.4 this one's aged in 18 months in Blanton's single barrel uh, bourbon barrels wow it's one of the world's most sought-after bourbons. Here's the one that everyone's sort of complaining about online, and I think this one is either going to be a home run. They did one a couple of years ago, and it was supposed to be more or less like a chocolate orange, uh-huh. like the ones you get at Christmas that you whack and they, they shatter yeah. into pieces. Yeah. And I thought, it, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very well done. I didn't particularly like the flavor of it, but uh, that one caught a lot of online criticism, and uh, people were making fun of it because, you know, it... A lot of people didn't like it. I saw it after it. I I think um, McCree's uh, up in Granger, they had it on tap. And I went out there after one of our Fetty parties, um, which is the awards that we have here, and I, I had to try it because it was on tap up there. 
It was delicious. I don't know why people are giving so much crap about it. And now it's time for our staff picks here at Music to My Beers. Don't worry, we'll get back into that Bourbon County list in just a few minutes. But uh, Zach and I are going to go around the horn. We're each going to chip in three beers for our Mixer Sixer. I'm going to go first. There's one beer that I mentioned earlier, and this was one that I... I liked when I, I first tried it. Loved it. I bought multiple six packs over you know over a summer or two, and then I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And then when Greenbush opened up that annex over at the Martins on the South Side, oh yeah, I I went when it first opened, and then I stopped going for a little bit. And I've recently started going back because it's summer. I can almost walk there from my house. I do walk there from my house. Um, it's like 1.15 miles. You from, go grocery shopping after you've had a few? No, no, I don't, no. Hey, nothing reduces my desire to walk around like having a few beers, but uh, the Party Wolf from Greenbush is, one, it's it's fresh, it's crispy, but two, it's really, it's got that it's that nice 7, 7.5% mm-hmm. strike zone that I really, really like, mm-hmm. and that's my favorite beer they have on tap down there, so that's my, it's my go-to. She's like, what can I get you? I'm like, same as always. Party Wolf. Another well, Wolf, please. Another yeah. Wolf, and the more you have, the more slangy you get. You're like, another Party Wolf. <laughs> Party. <laughs> uh, another one that I'm going to throw in my pick six, and I may have thrown this in before, but this has become like my summer of 2021 go-to uh, the Foggy Geezer from uh, from oh, Three yeah. Floyds and McKellar. It's War Pigs, the War Pigs line of beers, and I guess there's I saw online our buddy Jeremy Nicely, who works for uh, War Pigs, said there has teased that there's a new new thing, new something coming out in the lineup, like a haze, yeah, a new hazy one. Well, they released uh, they released there was the Lazarite, there was the Salmon Pants, and we got the Foggy Geezer. Those were the first big three offerings, and then they recently added. Uh, the Buffon Jellyfish, which is their sour. Ooh. They have an, a porter that just came out that the name escapes me, but there's a new one coming out. I'm really excited. But, man, for 18 bucks for a 12-pack of a really solid, fresh, hazy IPA, it's perfect. I never have to look for it. It's always there. And the bottle shops around here, Belmont, always has it cold, mm-hmm. which is another buying factor during the summer heat. And the last one I'm going to throw in, and you brought me one of these, and I've had, I, I think I picked up two sixers of it last week, the Double Two Hearted. Oh, dude! Yes. So great! It's back. Yeah, I love it, and uh, it's I. I think it's one of my favorite double IPAs. And, that, and now that it's been out a couple summers in a row, now you get hyped for it. Like I hope this is going to be a seasonal thing every year. Man, I I would love it. Yeah, because it it came out. Twenty nineteen was the first year that they brought it out. It was that summer around July. They had just pushed it back because it was like an April release and there was something with the bottles, you know. The and they released line. it on tap at the brewery first because my brother went up to Bell's and bought like the most overpriced travel growler ever. It's the big Deluxo, like oh, yeah. $35 Bell's growler because that was all they had left <laughs> so he could buy some and take it home with him. Yeah. Speaking of the most expensive things to like buy at a brewery. <laughs> yeah, now it's just like 19 bucks. You can go pick it up just about any Belmont right now. Uh, and it is so good. And I'm going to go on with the the doubles and say that if you don't have tickets for double tie day you should pick those up at double tie day.com yes sir because double tie is going to be the first one that i throw in um just because single tie is so good if you haven't had the double yet you definitely want to try it um while it's around and available this coming saturday uh next one that i'm going to throw in is one that i brought back for you also from kind of a bell's affiliate it's like the the next brewery that larry bell started and it's called upper hand and next up is their signature new england ipa it's really good i i think it's it might even be better than official or is that is that a hot take no i think it's all right okay i'm good 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 there yeah, official's also good for the same reason Foggy Geezer is. It's just it's easy to find, it's tasty, you know what you're gonna get, it's everywhere, and it's not too expensive. Yeah. I uh, I just I love love uh the New England styles that like are priced for the working man. 
right? Yep. Um, and then last but not least, I I don't know if I throw all four of them in or if I just throw one of them in from the four pack that I got when I took up on vacation. I mentioned that I got beer before I went up there because I wanted to make sure that there was beer when we arrived and I got the Sierra Nevada. Like a true alcoholic. <laughs> Go ahead. My mother-in-law is like, hey, if you buy the beer, we'll hit you back You know, for all the beer that you buy because I, I covered everybody up there. Oh. I know. Yeah. Big Mr. baller Zach. Money bags yeah. here. Um, but I got the four. It was a four uh, or no, six, four pack. No. Not right. Four six packs of um, Sierra Nevada at Costco, and they had the little wild thing in there. They also had uh, just the pale ale, the tropical torpedo, and then um, whatever the other one was. Whatever the other one was, yeah. But I, I took that up. But I'd probably go with the tropical torpedo because that one was delicious and it's perfect for that end of summer drink, and it's not going to break the bank or anything like that. So there's your pick six. I like that the further we get away from payday, the more we're like, yeah, it doesn't break the bank. And it doesn't break the bank. I like Man, this beer because it's cheap. It I'm looking for cheap beers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how much for that 30-pack of Narragansett? Yeah, it's it's fun. To, my favorite thing to do around Bourbon County time, one, is to get your hands on it as early as possible. If you can go to a tapping the night before, if you're in Chicago, if you go to Benny's. But it's also modest right now. But it's also fun to run around and try to collect it all because (laughs) some stores have it, some stores don't. I mean, I got a whole group thread that pops up with that whole week saying, all right, who's got what? Where where do you see what? But I was going to say, you're being modest because for the last two, three years, you've gone to Prop Day every single year? Yeah, and that lottery, I think, is going to open up here in the next six weeks, I want to say, six, eight weeks. I thought that was going to be your favorite thing, is getting in on that lottery, getting the ticket, and you'd have the golden ticket to be out there. Uh, it's been funny, because um, every year, I don't win anything. My wife wins, so... <laughs> Keep but, putting her email in there. Well, last year, because of COVID, it sucked, because prop day was uh, literally, you just pull up, beep your horn, they throw it in the back, and you move on with your life, you go back to uh, to South Bend, but... One of the, uh, the the brews in this year's lineup, and I think there are three left we'll cover, uh, is the Bourbon County Classic Cola Stout. Ooh. This is a beer they've barrel-aged at 14.1%. is intended to taste like a Coca-Cola. It's been, it's been a Coca-Cola classic. Hmm. Is this the one that's causing all the drama? People online are like, this sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, they said the, the, the flavor profile is going to be similar to a whiskey cola. Okay, like, a, like a Jack like a, and Coke. Yeah, like a Jack and Cokey kind of kind of aftertaste. Hmm. Um, I it, I think this is going to be the one in the lineup that's either going to be an amazing home run or it's going to be for me was the, the blueberry one for a couple of years ago. I didn't care for the great the Northwoods. Oh, I remember that one. I don't, but I don't like blueberries. But it tastes like a smoky blueberry campfire. I traded that one away. I remember that. But I'm going to go with the hot take of saying that this one is going to be great. Because I love coffee and Coca-Cola. Coke just brought that back recently, where it's got the coffee and Coke combo, and they put both into a bottle, and then it, it, I mean, it's like Caffeine City, but um, I'm going to say that this one's going to be pretty good. The next one's super interesting, and if you're a longtime Bourbon County fan, but you've missed out on some of the prop years, Prop 2014 was one of the biggest biggest years for proprietors ever, the proprietor's variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was served in the big bomber bottles. It was a massive hit, and uh, it was delicious. If you missed out, one of the variants this year is Bourbon County 14 Stout, and they brewed an exact recreation of 2014 proprietors. Oh. It's the, got the, the cassia bark, cocoa nibs, sugar syrup, coconut water, and this one's going to have a little bit of a twist. There's going to be a little bit of rye added to the mash bill which could make it a little bit spicier. But if you missed out on, on Prop 2014, which everybody says was the best, there was no Prop 2015, I believe, or 16. Whatever the year there was the infection, all that prop got wiped out. It was no no bueno. Ooh, yeah. 
And then the last one is uh, is obviously prop. And every year, the prop tries to taste like something. Usually, it's a recipe designed by somebody inside the brewery. One time, it was banana bread. The banana bread one was fantastic. There was, uh, geez, I want to say there was a, a Sunday. This one is supposed to be along the lines of a strawberry ice cream bar. You know those old kind of praline bars? I don't know if praline is the right word. The eclairs. The eclairs. Oh. Remember, hey, remember when you were in school and there were the, there were two kinds. There was the chocolate that had the little white specks on it, mm-hmm. and the strawberry. This is supposed to taste just like that strawberry eclair bar. Dang, dude. Okay, so which one did you go for back in school? Did you go for the chocolate? Oh, dude, or you- no, strawberry all the way every day. Really? Yeah. I'd always go for the chocolate. I don't. I and there was a certain way that I'd like to eat it too, where I ate all the crumbles off first, and then I got down to the the layer of the chocolate. I wonder if this one will combine a little bit of that chocolate and strawberry, or if it'll just straight out taste like a strawberry eclair. Uh, it's blended with strawberries, vanilla, coconut. It's mm. only available in Chicago, obviously, and you need to uh, win the Prop Day lottery to get in on that. But I'm excited. Those are some great variants. The Prop 14, I I want to get my hands on, and um, I think we had 2016 earlier this summer, but I've, I've never had 14, or if, if I did, it was a long, long time ago, and I have... We shared zero recollection of it. We shared nineteen, didn't we? One time, or was it? Uh, was it a previous year? I do a really bad job of keeping track of all the proprietors that you. Yeah, use. I have to go back. <laughs> I don't have to go back. Humble brag and check out. But there was one day I rolled into Hop Station, and, and uh, one of our buddies was popping open some prop, and I thought, wait, right time, right place. This is yeah. great. Yeah. Oh so man. There is your 2021 lineup of Bourbon County from Goose Island. If you need to refer back to something, we'll it's posted up in our Twitter. Just follow us at MTM Beers. One thing that you want to look forward to is Double Tie Day this coming Saturday. It's going to be amazing. If you haven't been there yet, you don't want to miss it. And it's fun because it's one of those big first things on the other side of the pandemic, too, because we, this is the first big bare hands event we've had since the pandemic. So it's going to be fun mm-hmm. to see everybody there. Yeah. Joe England, Hippie Steve, everybody. You get the shirts, which they have amazing apparel. There's food items galore, and bands play all day long. So, you know, when it starts, it's it's on, and it's such a good time. I love, too, that they invite other breweries to be a part of it, because then you get to try some guest taps as well. Yeah, I think the bands this year are Hey, Eddie, and uh, the Happy Campers. Oh, so, sweet. THC, the Happy Campers. Uh, nice. Uh, I see what you did there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you can get your tickets online at doubletieday.com. And you know what else I saw in stores that I'm pretty excited about? Oktoberfest returns. Zach, our designated Oktoberfest. You know, earlier this week, and I, I, I don't care for Oktoberfest or fall or pumpkin beers at all. No? I was digging around on Instagram, and I thought, what were some of the first pictures I posted? I've been on Instagram now for like eight years. I went all the way back, dude. My first, like, Some of my first beer posts were me like, this line at Kugel Oktoberfest is amazing. I was drinking. <laughs> hey, I, I was. I had a six pack of pumpkin beer in one of the photos. And I thought you were wow. untapping before untapped was a thing. But I just thought, like, how my tastes have changed because I wouldn't <laughs> drink any of that now. That's hilarious, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I your boy love couldn't it. wait for Oktoberfest. <laughs> apparently, I loved it because everybody's got an Oktoberfest now. Founders has one. Bell's has one. Uh, Narragansett, which I talk a lot about them, they have one. And that's that. This will be my first one-off from them. I have not had a variant of anything other than their lager, um, but I'm I'm excited about the Oktoberfest, so I'm going to go drink one right now, probably. You haven't tried the Narragansett Shandy? Mm-mm. Is mm-hmm. it good? Uh no. Well, I mean, I don't like shandies. Oh, I've had it. Oh, eh, probably avoid that one this time. <laughs> <laughs> but I've only seen it uh, citywide downtown. The Narragansett. It's hard to find that um, here in town, but. That's good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think anything else coming up that we can look forward to. Michiana Festival of Beers. Michiana Festival of Beers happening October 16th. 
So that's something to look forward to. It's going to be at Four Winds Field in town, down South Bend, and it's going to be from 2 to 5 p.m. 25 different breweries. Yakida is going to be there. Bare Hands, Crooked U, South Bend Brew Works, Studebaker, and Rue 152. Sweet. And that'll do it for news and notes, and I'll do it for the show. Perfect. On behalf of Zach Miller, Warren Cluck, this has been Music to My Beers. Cheers. Cheers. Music to my beers. Let's get some beers. Find somewhere to chill. What do you say? On Real Rock 1039, the beer. What do you say? A bear. Podcasts by Federated Media.